Thank you for joining us on our journey here to preserve the history of mixed martial arts. When I wanted to take on this project, I needed help. I brought in one of my favorite matchmakers, Miguel Iterate, and the MMA detective, Mike Davis. So to do this, we've been able to preserve history. Welcome and enjoy. My name is Mike Davis, the MMA detective, along with me, John Fitch. We are doing a swapcast. John Fitch has got a podcast called John Fitch Knows Nothing. One of my favorite listens. What's going on, John? Nothing much. Just uh, hanging out on this beautiful Sunday and um, getting ready for my podcast. Yeah, that's right. So I've got the Lights Out podcast with Chris Lytle, L-Y-T-E-S. It's a straight history show. In regards to updates, this is the this is the guy's show that I always go to. We're going to talk about three topics tonight, and you guys are going to get a taste on our end of what John Fitch brings to the table. The first topic, Marab, Marab versus Aljamain Sterling. They're both teammates. Dana White recently gave a stern warning for Marab to, you know, n- not be as hesitant to fight a teammate as one you would think would be. Yeah, um, Dana's a bully, and they want to have complete and total control and subservience from independent contractors, which makes no sense. They're not your slaves. They're not your employees. They're, they're businesses who are on equal level with you, and you're an event provider, service provider, like a cell phone company is a service provider. Um, but it's just, you know, if, if Verizon called me up and said, no, you're not allowed to talk to these persons on the phone and blah, 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 and try to tell me how to use my phone, like I would find another service provider. But because of the monopoly that is possessed by the UFC, like guys are trapped there. And it makes a lot of sense. Like, why would you want to fight your teammate who helped you get to a certain point, especially if it's not for a title? If it is for a title, maybe. Uh, me and Koscheck had talked about, you know, if it's for a title, we'll train together and, and fight for the title. We don't care. We fight every day anyways. Um, well, big- that was a pressure that was put on you at one point and Mm-hmm. became oh, a wow. oh they punished point. me they tried to punish me hard because i stood up against the video game thing because they were ripping us off you know they weren't going to pay us for our image and likeness for ever until they decided not to use it anymore and and then i kept you know pushing back hey this is a sport like people say oh yeah he's a boring guy no one ever called me boring no one ever said anything about my fighting style until 2010 before the tiago alves fight that was the first time it was ever mentioned it was the first time excitement in fighting and entertainment was ever mentioned go back look through history books go back and and you can google all the all the writing and all that stuff all the videos it's not brought up uh entertainment value was never mentioned until that time period and that was because they were shifting they wanted to focus everything away from sport into pure entertainment that way they could control everything and manipulate everything you know um they introduced the rankings at that time which were are made up because it's just them making it up. That's when they started buying all the other competition out. So there was nowhere else to go. And they, they sealed up their, um, their monopoly. And then all the guys who weren't team players and wouldn't, wouldn't let Dana stick it in their boo-boo um, kind of got punished and pushed out. And that's what this vague threat, that's what he's doing right now with Marab. He's threatening him. And he said I don't blame for not wanting to fight because they're not going to see a significant pay bump. They're not getting a, a larger percentage of the money brought in from that event, but the UFC will make a ton of money off of it in perpetuity. They will have that, that, that fight on video and they will have the highlights and the video itself 
and they will resell those things over and over and over again, making countless amounts of money. And those guys will never really see a piece of it. They might get, oh, they'll get a $50,000 bonus or a $500,000 bonus. Yeah, that's a lot of money to poor people. But when you should have made 10 million because that was what the revenue brought in and that was your cut should have been, like you're being robbed. You're being severely robbed. And why would you fight your friend and teammate and screw up all that stuff you have going on to make these slime balls more money? And when you're not really going to fi find any real substantial increase in your pay. Well, you had mentioned punishment. Dana said that story doesn't end well in regards to morale. It's a threat. It's an independent. He's, uh, he's a service provider is threatening his independent contractor. Are, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, uh, I don't even see how, I don't see how, is that even legal? Are you legally allowed to do that? Like if, you, if you were, if you were a, a con contractor and you needed a plumber and you're like, you better not take these other jobs or you better take this job or you're going to regret it. Is that even, is that a thing that you can do? Well, like seventies in New York. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, man. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. Well, we're here. How about yourself? You said you were punished. What did, what kind of came your to this way? Day, I'm, I'm punished and I'm using an example against those guys. Look what they'll do to you. Look how they'll label you. I'll never, I'll never see anywhere close to a um, hall of fame. Never, you know, um, you take GSP out of the mix. I'm just, I'm the, I'm the guy for a very long period of time, but I won't even get mentioned in any of those, in any of those circles at all. Punishment continues. I, I think also with that of yourself, whenever like stats are mentioned, if you're in one of them, they will yeah. kind of They won't change. even mention my name. I'll be on the list. No. And they'll, they won't mention my name or they'll cut the list. It'll be the top five. If I'm number five, they'll always show the top four. Or what they do is they play with the numbers. So they'll use guys after this many fights, after this many fights, they have to play with the numbers to try to squeeze me out. So I'm not mentioned. I've watched every single one of your UFC fights. And in our second interview, I kind of like, Hey dude, you, you lost this one round. What happened? And you know, Lionel's like, Hey dude, I lost a round. I'm like, Whoa, wait a minute. The, you could count on like one hand, how many rounds this guy lost in the UFC. I mean, it's, it's pretty impressive, especially with the amount of fights that you've had. The most, the, like the most uh, pain in the ass thing about all that is I'm, I'm one of the top guys with significant strikes landed, right? So I've, okay. I've done more work in that cage landing punches and strikes than most other guys who have ever fought in the UFC. But somehow I am lay, I've been labeled a lay and pray guy. How is that possible? How do you lay and pray and you make the top five most strikes landed most significant strikes landed in a company makes zero sense whatsoever and most of these people who like attack me for like oh you're boring they've never even seen a fight they're just repeating what they heard dana say so boxing also did that to michael nunn back in the day because mm -hmm. he wouldn't appease the boxing powers that be in order to kind of walk that line and he'd be murking guys. Granted, it was in the later rounds. Yeah, Marvin, Marvin Hagler had a little bit of that problem too. He legally changed his name to Marvelous because the promoters refused to name, refused to announce him as Marvelous Marvin. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. So our second topic, Colby Covington. What do you think about, okay, he just weighed in for the title fight as the alternate bout. Mm -hmm. And he had, it's his first time coming back since getting punched by Jorge Masvidal. 
and there's been kind of like a media he's blackout. He's been a media blackout to, on that thing. Yeah. He's been a blackout from him. I like you mentioned it. I haven't even heard of anything about him in a long time. It was kind of weird to see him pop up as the alternate. Like I didn't understand that either because like I didn't think he was even in the mix for talking about title shots. They're really going to throw him, you know, like they're going to throw him in there against possible Usman a third time and nobody's even talking about it. That was, I thought that was extremely weird. Like I didn't see anything from Colby about it. Well, let me kind of give it a little, let's set the table a little bit. So in essence, the Nelk boys and Dana, they're kind of, I guess, co-mingling. I I don't even know what the term is. I dude, I'm probably Eskimo brothers. I, I, it's possible. They share, they probably share the same prostitutes. I, 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 no, this is why John Pitcher's show is the best. Comments like that. Yeah. It's hundred percent truth. Dana White flies hookers to other countries all the time. All right. So in essence, Colby Covington's out to eat with the Nelk brothers or Nelk boys. And on the way out, he gets punched in the back of the head by Jorge Masvidal. And if you watch the police cam videos, Colby's like, how would he even know I was here? And then it was kind of like an offshoot. You heard one of the Nelk boys say, well, we were texting him. And the Nelk boys are known for their viral moments. You know, they're kind of like, hey, their little shtick is kind of, look how crazy this is. And this is something that got out of hand. So Colby, being incredibly intelligent and calculated, withdrew from social media, said, man, I think I got brain damage, and lawyered up. Masvidal, you can tell, didn't care. And that wasn't like a shtick because Masvidal, if you look at how this played out, Masvidal was maybe was texting the Nelk boys, but I guarantee Dana White was in that text chain as well. So he goes, yeah, I sucker punched the guy, but guess what? I'm not paying for this because Masvidal is that slick to kind of understand these are the moving parts. And with yeah, Colby kind of... The, the, idea, you know, the idea that Dana White, the promoter, is egging on yeah. one of his, his independent contractors to take illegal action of violence against another one just to build hype. And we, okay. know, we know that they're 100% okay with using crimes to sell fights because we saw what happened with, with Khabib and, and McGregor. Uh, Conor McGregor. We know, okay. They have no problem. They have no problem using crime to promote their fights. So now here we go. Colby withdraws. Everybody's calling him out, which probably, you know, was orchestrated as well. But Colby sat on the sideline and it got to a certain point. And with him showing up and in between that, Dana gives Kyle Nelk 250K, which is more than 90% of his current roster. It's most than 90% of the fighters will ever make for them. Okay. Gives some 250K and it came to me like, some former law enforcement guy it struck me as gifting somebody a down payment for an attorney in order that they don't fold or buy hey, it's all it's pay to play it's a dirty politics man now colby covington weighs in for a main event but it's not really disclosed how much they paid him to make weight mm-hmm. and be in shape it's almost as if okay we have finally negotiated the terms of i mean this going unless away. there was a side contract According to his promotional agreement, if he makes weight, he should have a contracted amount of money that's already guaranteed to him. Hundred percent. There is also backdoor stuff that they could be throwing in there, also that we'll never know about. Like even so, even with the discovery from the class action lawsuit, like we got to see a lot of the payments to the people, but like there's still plenty of off the books payments to people that weren't in the discovery. 
you know, we could see how 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 <laughs> badly they were ripping people off without even knowing about the stuff that's not on the books. Wow. So it was kind of, to me, it seemed as if their attorneys have finally kind of figured out what the right price was without maybe making it public. And it also guaranteed Dana FaceTime, you know, and, and uh, kind of pushing Colby, like, to either you're going to fight or you're not. It, it, it kind of tilted the table in his favor, in my opinion. Hmm. It's like Colby uh, might not be digging into his lawsuit, but the lack of media attention in regards to everything that I just said, mm-hmm. that's what shocked Yeah, there's, there's absolutely nothing. Like, no one has ever mentioned any of that anywhere in the media. And I don't think anybody's even trying to ask because they, they don't want to get slapped on the wrist. They don't want to get punished. They don't want their daddy Dana to be mad Receipts. at them. Yeah, they're, they're, they're um, I call them prostitutes because that's what they are. No, it's PR. It's all, there's no, right. such, there's, there's no such thing as managers in MMA today. And there's no such thing as the press. You have, you have PR. That's it. You have people pushing the agenda of the promoters and, and um, the managers are, are uh, brokers for the promotions. They work for the promoters. They're middlemen for the promoter. They're not going to go to bat for one fighter when they, when they are managing a hundred, 150, 300 fighters. They're not going to go to bat for you. They have all these other guys that they have to get fights for. They have to have negotiations for all those guys. They're going to screw you over. They're going to take the money for themselves. They're going to, they're going to pimp you out, use you up and get rid of you. And then pull in the next guy. They have no problem. It's just a revolving door. They keep getting paid. They keep printing money. They're happy, but fighters are the slaves. It's a game of pimps and hoes. Everybody, but the fighters are pimps. The fighters are the hoes. It was Antonio McKee that used to say that often. It's true. It's whether true. you're a whether you're a gym owner, whether you're a, a promoter, whether you're a press, whether you're you're a judge or a doctor or whatever, all these people are making significant money that they can live off of, off of the fighters' suffering and exploitment. Yeah. These guys have brain damage, they have physical ailments, they can't afford to live. They have to have second or third jobs while they're doing this stuff. Everybody else makes money. Everybody else makes a living. The fighters don't. Who are the fans paying to see the doctor, the manager, the lawyers, the suits who run things? No, they're there to see the fighters. They want to see the fighters. Like when the guy who fights next, I'm there to see him fight. That's all I'm watching to fight. I don't care whether the promoter is screw the promoter. <laughs> so I, I'm shocked at like just how little press it got. And, you know, to play devil's advocate, if the UFC pays for your airfare, you're not an independent journalist. That's, you're not. That, yeah. You're not pay for anything. Yeah. Yeah. If, your no, meal, if, your hotel. If the UFC likes you. If a promoter likes your manager, if a promoter likes the, the press person, the, the, the journalist, they're, sh- they're shitty at their job. They're screwing you over. They're screwing someone over. Like those positions are supposed to be positions of contention with, with the promoter, they should always be questioning and always be pushing back. That's their job. That is literally their job to always be doing. If the promoter likes your manager, that your manager's fucking you over. Right? If the promoter likes the press corps, that press corps is fucking you over period. That's true. That's Don't true. get it twisted in any way. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, John Jones, greatest of all time. I've not heard you weigh in on this. I cannot take him seriously as the greatest of all time, because if he was in any other sport or any other discipline, he would have been in jail and kicked out a long time ago. He's had so many drug failures and the UFC has covered it up. 
They have they have covered it up. They're they're dirty, just as dirty as USADA is dirty, as John Jones is dirty. Like there is no real testing. Like they cover up the test. They let let these big names go and walk free. Like the the Dana White hit his wife on film on camera, and he didn't get punished in any way. Like it's it's ridiculous. Like I can't take him or please doesn't make my list because in any other circumstance he would have been removed. He would have been kicked out a long time ago. You also kind of you know gotta gotta play devil's advocate. Well, where he has had so many issues there, and they've covered, and obviously when they moved an entire event so he could stay on it to California, he's always going to tow that company line. He has no choice. And the conspiracy. Yeah, like if they're doing this stuff for, for Masvidal and, and, and uh, Colby, like, you know, there's been crazy stuff that they've pulled strings for and put money in and put lawyers and other stuff in for Jones too. Well, you know, the conspiracy is, was this a three-year in-house suspension without it going public? Or was this John Jones holding out? Because when he was holding out, it's, well, we need more money. We need fighter advocacy. He was rattling off some just high-end things. And it was almost like, well, wait a minute. Is he lashing out because he's mad? Or is he lashing out because he really feels that? And now on the return, it's, he's happy. Francis Ngannou is afraid to fight me. He ran from me. And it's like he did a complete, you know, 180. Well, that often happens in the fight game because guys, when it's good, it's good and everything's fine and whatever. But like when you're getting screwed over and it's bad, like then you want to say some shit. That's why a lot of guys don't speak out until their career is over with. That's why my, my, that's why I get most of my hits because if I get, dude, I'll do is pretty much angry shoot videos with guys that, you know, I mean, it's, it's healthy conversations. It's good. But when it goes bad, dude, like some of the truth getting spit in our interviews is freaking nuts. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's horrific. The things that a lot of these fighters will go through with treatment from the promoters. Like it's unbelievable. Yeah. So John, how can we find you, man? Uh, best way is johnfish.net. Sign up for the newsletter. I don't get to send them out all the time, but every once in a while, there's an important update. I'll let you know. But I have all my stuff linked to my website, uh, social media. I'm pretty active on, so you guys can find me on that stuff. I have a uh, a self defense uh, course that I'm I'm coming out with soon um, online. Um, I have a free one on my Gum Road. If you look through my my uh, social medias and my my descriptions, I have usually a link tree, and that link tree will have uh, all my links on that. But I have a free uh, self defense one. It's called Intro to Practical Self Defense get that it's real simple easy basic everybody should know the stuff in that one and then i'm coming out with a, a, pra a practical not intro but just practical self-defense and that's coming out soon that'll that'll cost you though cool, cool. well we're going to be doing this every once in a while we hope to include chris brennan as well you know the three of us we our audiences kind of you know see mm -hmm. who it is we like watching and listening to and hopefully migrate to everybody else's i'm with chris lytle lights out podcast and john Truly appreciate it, yeah. man. Thanks, brother. Yeah. I also have the uh, John Fitch Knows Nothing podcast, so you guys can check that out, too. John Fitch Knows Nothing, guys. He drops. You heard a couple here. You, should, I mean, and it's not like his whole podcast. Oh, it gets raw, because like I don't I don't have – I'm the black sheep, man. The, 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 the industry's thrown me out. Nobody's trying to work with me or do anything with me. Like, so I'll fuck you. 
Like, I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm going to tell the truth. I don't care. Okay. But, but the difference between you and some of the talking heads is the talking heads that will get kind of risque, their entire podcast will be based around something that's kind of outrageous that they're about to say. And you will address the situation just like we did earlier. And you will just trap, well, dude flies prostitutes everywhere. But anyway, let's talk about the subject. <laughs> just got to sprinkle a little, little factoids on there. Dude, it's so freaking good. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, you guys are watching this on my podcast. Go like, share, subscribe, job pitches, stuff. Highly, highly suggested. John, I'll see you in a couple of weeks, dude. Thanks, buddy. Right, man. Check, Take you guys care. Later. Check out the full interview on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms.